going on, family? Happy Thursday. Thursday, yeah. And welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you are having a great week. Believe it or not, the weekend is upon us. It'll be here tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. But definitely, there's a lot to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. We're going to get into that in just a few minutes. But at first, I want to say thank you, as always, for your continued support for all that we're doing here on The Faction, whether it's on the socials at The Faction Show or whether you're listening to this podcast. Well, you have to be. That's how we're talking, right? So thank you for joining us. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. If you're not doing that already, here's what you need to do. Go ahead and click that subscribe button wherever you are tuned into us. We would absolutely love love to have you as a part of what we're doing this way you don't have to wait until we put something on the socials to know that we've dropped new content you'll automatically know as you'll get a notification when the episode drops all right then a couple of things we need to get into there is a big piece of news that we talked about on the socials yesterday that will give more commentary to today but first i want to talk about the ratings for monday night raw we gave you a bit of a raw recap yesterday Well, check this out. Monday Night Raw, the Memorial Day edition, drew in an average of 1.418 million viewers. This is literally down 12.5% from last week's ratings. And here's the crazy part. The crazy part is this is the lowest audience in Monday Night Raw history. You heard me correctly, lower than any other holiday show, lower than any other scenario possible. The lowest rated episode of Monday Night Raw happened this past Monday night. That's a frightening thought. If that's not frightening enough, consider this. The first hour drew in 1.536 million viewers. The last hour dropped all the way to 1.168 million viewers. The viewership between hour one and three dropped 24%, which is the fourth biggest drop in the history of Monday Night Raw. This is incredible, and this should be cause for massive concern in the WWE. Let's consider a couple of things. Number one, Raw by many accounts is considered the flagship show, although you could argue that right now that's SmackDown. SmackDown certainly getting the better ratings. But here's the other thing. In 25 years of Monday Night Raw, consider what we're talking the Attitude Era, New Generation, Ruthless Aggression, the Modern Era. This is the lowest viewed Monday Night Raw ever. And it's a setup for Hell in a Cell. We saw the number one contender match between Kofi Kingston and Drew McIntyre. Now, yes, 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 it's on a holiday. Yes, it's the NBA playoffs. But they have faced these types of things before. Remember, they would go head to head with Monday Night Football and not have ratings this low. This is a frightening, and I do mean frightening moment for WWE. Now, are they paying attention to it? Only time will tell. But something significantly has to change about Monday Night Raw as they are basically about four to five weeks away from a live audience joining Monday Night Raw. Something has got to give with Raw. And so maybe they thought the answer would be, releases 
And so as it has been well documented, WWE came to terms on several releases yesterday, including Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. That is six folks gone from the roster. Now, what was told to many of them was that it was for budget cuts. Now, of all of them, it appears as though Braun Strowman had the largest contract coming into this as he renegotiated a deal back in 2019 that certainly made him a high-paid superstar. Well, that is no more. So a couple of things that I can answer for you. For one, all of these superstars have a 90-day no-compete, which personally I think is crazy. If you fire me or release me, how do I have a non-compete for 90 days? Now, in many of those cases, they're going to be paid through those 90 days, so there's that. But the opportunity not to apply my craft is problematic. What's also problematic, and we've talked numbers here before, the fact that in the last two years, I just want to remind you that WWE has signed not one, not two, but three separate $1 billion deals. That's $3 billion over the course of the next five years, which includes Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown, and the WWE Network's move to Peacock. Let me also throw this in there for you. Remember that whole thing that happened at WrestleMania Backlash a couple of weeks ago with the zombies serving as lumberjacks? Sure, that went over like a fart in church with the internet wrestling community. Sure, there were a lot of people who thought that The Miz and Damian Priest deserved better, but here's what happened on the WWE side. They got a pretty big check, a seven-figure check for having the zombies there and promoting this movie, Army of the Dead. What does that mean? That means WWE keeps making deals that make them money. They are not in the kind of debt that would require them continuing to fire people for budget cuts. Let's remember, budget cuts were the reasons for several others being fired shortly after WrestleMania. And here's the crazy part. There were people who were on the WrestleMania card on Sunday that got fired on Tuesday. So that's a frightening thing when you consider it. I don't know what's going on with WWE. There are rumors that perhaps they could be getting ready for a sale. Of course, all the talk last week or over the weekend was about a potential negotiation or deal between the WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Here's the deal. I believe WWE at this point is creating a scenario where there are wrestlers that won't want to go there, that there are fans that won't want to watch. I think the timing of this is horrible. I don't understand the, the reasoning behind it. And there are those who will say, well, they weren't accomplishing much anyway. Well, need I remind you that on that same pay-per-view where WWE got a seven-figure check for having zombies, Braun Strowman was fighting for the WWE Championship. Let's talk about the fact that Aleister Black, just a week and a half ago on SmackDown, was inserted into the main event as he cost Big E the Intercontinental Championship. Lana 
was on Monday Night Raw. So was Ruby Riot. Santana Garrett was in NXT and she really didn't do very much. So there's that. We haven't seen Buddy Murphy on our televisions as of late. So four of the six folks have been on television recently. What are they doing? I don't know, but I'll tell you this. I have heard that there are more cuts potentially on the way, so that can't make anybody feel safe. I have heard that the folks in WWE were made aware of these cuts via text message, and I'm talking about the superstars that were not released. It's not a good place, and and I'll just say this, you know, it's never comfortable at a workplace when you see that there are people that are released. That's never a comfortable moment. It's always uncomfortable when people get laid off, when people get fired. You know, when you say it's for budget cuts, yet again, $3 billion deals, I don't know. Now, are they They aren't making the money that they would normally make from live events. They haven't done that in over a year. Whatever merch might have been sold at those live events, they haven't made that in a year. I get it. Totally get it. But with that said, folks, I'm not sure I understand or agree with this decision from WWE. Not that they care whether or not I agree with the decision, but this is going to be interesting. Now, I'll say this. Where will these people land? Well, first of all, Aleister Black did, I thought, a great, great conversation on Twitch yesterday as he started talking about, you know, his thoughts on the release. He says he has absolutely no hard feelings. He talked a lot about creative. He uh, talked about the support that he received from Vince McMahon and several others. So there's that, right? Where will these people land? Well, I do think that Pretty much all of them are going to be okay in the wrestling world. They will land wherever it is that they're supposed to land. And I don't know that their their careers are over, though I would say it's possible that Lana may not end up in the ring ever again. She doesn't necessarily need to be in the ring. There's not a women's division right now in this business that would necessarily have a place for her skill set. So understanding all of that, I definitely think we need to uh, just watch out for things. Now, with that said, Lana, a.k.a. C.J. Perry, will likely have a place, certainly being the manager of Miro, the TNT champion in AEW, if they choose to do that. We do know AEW has a brand new show coming up called Rampage, which kicks off in August. Uh, With this 90-day clause, none of these folks will be able to participate, at least at the debut of Rampage, but where they can participate is in AEW's all-out pay-per-view. So in my mind, I wouldn't be surprised to see the man formerly known as Aleister Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, show up at All Out. I wouldn't be surprised. I think Ruby Riot is a great fit for AEW's women's division. I think Braun Strowman could find himself in AEW. He could find himself uh, in Impact. I don't know if he even wants to continue in the world of pro wrestling. Santana Garrett, a former NWA champion, I think she could find a home in any of those organizations. Ring of Honor, Impact, the NWA, uh, even AEW. So I think all of them are, and Murphy can end up in any of these places as well. 
It's going to be a great question to see what happens with all of them. But certainly, I hate to see talent get fired, particularly when WWE is getting ready to head back on the road. I know all of them, or at least most of them, were significant draws for folks to be interested in. So I don't know. This is all super duper interesting, and we'll keep you posted on more information surrounding this. All right, remember, it is Thursday. That means tonight, you have Impact Wrestling happening. We also have the latest episode of Dark Side of the Ring. So be on the lookout for all of that. We'll be talking about those things, uh, certainly in the near future. Tomorrow night, of course, we've got SmackDown and we have SHW 28 and we have AEW Dynamite special showing tomorrow night. It'll all be live, so really excited to see what happens there. You can check out the pre-show for SHW 28. You can check that out on Facebook Live. It should be fantastic to see at 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. All right, with that said, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you guys have an absolutely amazing day. And until next time, family, representing from a good brother's Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and we call this The Faction. Have a great day.